Hey guys, welcome to my art and self-improvement podcast. Hi, I'm Katie and I'm a life coach and artist. I'm a life coach for artists. I help artists stop procrastinating on their art so that they can get paid doing exactly what they love. I struggled with anxiety, depression, self-loathing, so much self-sabotaging behaviors, and this is my update of how I am improving my mindset and my life one podcast at a time. Hey, did you know that I do free consult calls? I got on a consult myself this week with a coach that I've been lurking, and my mind was literally blown. I actually teared up on the call and it was that good. My own consults were good, but now I'm seriously so dedicated to giving my clients the same experience I had. If you're interested, here is what we'll do. You're gonna dump all your shit on me, (laughs) okay? Seriously, give it to me, I'm ready. And we're really just gonna take a look at this honking pile of crap and see what's going on. So many people come to me saying like, I just don't know why I do this or that. I'm gonna tell you exactly why. I'm gonna point (laughs) at this pile of crap and tell you exactly why there is a pile of crap. And then the mystery is over, the cloud is lifted, the flies buzz away, it's very, very clear. Then you're going to really indulge with me and paint with me your dream life, your dream absolute come true. It's like walking through platform nine and three quarters, okay? It's like Hogwarts, it's like Narnia, it's King's Landing. We're gonna really explore that place with such vividness, which is where I teared up, by the way, in my consult. It was just so beautiful. And then I'm gonna show you exactly how that is possible. Well, actually this is the part where I really teared up, is when my coach helped me see how possible it was and my mind kind of broke. (laughs) And I'm gonna do the exact same thing for you. I'm gonna show you exactly what needs to change right now and it'll just be so clear. You're gonna leave believing in this dream life more than you ever have before, okay? So check the video description or uh, DM me on Instagram if you'd like to chat a little first. All right, let's get into today's podcast. How sick are you guys of hearing me say like, this is the best episode, like this is a really good episode. Okay, so let's just get in because it's a really good episode. (laughs) Okay, guys. I really cannot deny it any longer. My lip piercing is infected. Yep, I tried to deny it for so long, but if you know me by now, I don't leave anything unanalyzed or unstudied. Everything is a lesson for me. Something good is going to come out of this. But actually, I really did gain some valuable lessons that I'm gonna be sharing with you today. I got my piercings done in Singapore, which is, you know, very, very sterile and clean and high quality. So I know it was for sure not because of the piercing shop, but I also know that it wasn't because the piercing fell out and I put it back in myself, or that I wasn't being careful when I slept, or that I wasn't supposed to turn the rings. No, it was none of these things that led 
to the small red bump on my lip, which is an infection. No, my dear listener, no action did this. The perpetrator was a thought. It was the thought of hope for the best. I hoped for the best when the backing of the piercing fell off and for a week I had a loose bar that just kind of kept falling out. I hoped for the best when I just used alcohol spray and with my own little fingers and in my own bathroom I just put it back in over and over. I hoped for the best when I just found like the closest piercing shop to replace the rings and I hoped for the best that I wouldn't sleep on my face um, like I do sometimes and you know create another wound and open it up again. At the time I was feeling so much fear and worry about money and time that I didn't want to spend any money or time into making sure I will not get an infection. This was at the very start of my business, so I was terrified of leaving my computer for even a second to just Google, like, best high-quality piercing shop in Bali. And I didn't want to spend more money on another jewelry, so I was hoping I could just keep using this one. Oh my god. So instead, I hoped it'll be fine. It'll work out. I put some alcohol on it. It'll be okay. It's okay. I, I probably won't sleep on it. It's okay. Don't worry. I learned from this that hope is often just like a nice feeling emotion that we use to cover up fear or uncertainty or worry without being very useful or productive. It kind of gives us an excuse not to take action or to take really ineffective action. You know what I mean? Like it's not going really all in. It's tentative. It's like feet at the edge of the pool. I really see this thought pattern in other parts of my life for sure. Like creating goals but not really tracking them. Like they're kind of just there. It's like they're one of the many thought bubbles floating around in my head. And, and knowing that there's that thought bubble, it feels kind of good. It like feels good enough because it means that I, I feel pretty productive still. But there's still like a, a layer of avoidance, right? Like kind of icky avoidance in general. So we use hope. <laughs> we'll just hope that icky feeling away, right? But that totally bites us, right? Because now... I'm paying the price of spending the time and money that I didn't want to spend going to the doctors and buying medicine and also buying the better quality piercing anyway to treat this infection. So, oh my God, this is like crazy to think about, but think about all the goals that we kind of half-ass from a year ago. Like how much time and money do we not have right now because we didn't go in, go all in on those goals. Like all the benefits that we're not experiencing right now because of thought patterns from a year ago that we didn't change. Like think about if you did go all in, like think about really going all in on a goal, like you can imagine being, you know, no excuses, no whatever. What would your life look like now, do you think? Would it be pretty different? Because 
all of this stuff, all this hoping for the best, like it's, it really showed up about four or five, six months ago. I mean, I'm sure they've been longer, but like when it comes to this piercing, right? I got this, I got these six months ago. And it's so interesting to me that thought patterns I had months ago is impacting my life right now. Doesn't it kind of make you think, man, what thought patterns do I have right now that's going to impact my life six months to a year from now? Look into the future and see in your mind's eye what would happen if you kept hoping for the best. What do you think would happen to your goals? Hoping for the best for me actually, anyway, like actually really sucks. Hoping for the best creates a lot of avoidance and just more hoping. Like make two lists, like really try this, make two lists. One list is a set of actions from when you're feeling hope and hopeful. And then make another list from the feeling of certain or excited or believing in the possibility. Take a look at how different those actions are or you can at least imagine how different you would approach it, right? So I'm done <laughs> hoping for the best because this is what I get, an infection. But not just with that, like for everything. I'm done hoping for the best. I'm going to make the best on purpose. Hoping for the best creates a lot of waiting like hoping something will come and, and waiting for it, right? Rather than going out and getting it and making it certain. And I've never been somebody that waited, ever. And that's, that's a thought pattern that served me really well in my life, that I'm not someone who waits. In school, I didn't wait for class or for, you know, the feedback for like the deadline of an assignment in order to get feedback. I sawed it out from my professors and from my TA. Oh, my poor teacher's assistant. I was so annoying to her, I'm sure, but I honestly didn't care. She didn't have to say yes, right? Like, if the opportunity is there, I'm gonna take it, you know? And for my goal of being a video game artist, of being a good artist, of improving my work so I can have a portfolio that would be accepted in a job, uh, her being annoyed with me or my professors being annoyed with me, that was completely irrelevant to the goal, right? So I just, I just hounded them. It's like, and if they wanted to say no to me, like, no, I can't, like, look at your work right now. Okay, all good. But if the opportunity is there, I'm not going to wait. And this has really served me uh, during school and since then because I improved a lot in school, like a lot and pretty quickly. And not that grades matter at all, but I graduated salutatorian and out of school, I got a really awesome internship at Disney Interactive where I met my soulmate of a friend like somebody and i had never experienced anything like this before but i met somebody at this internship where the minute we spoke to each other 
like a voice in my head immediately told me that we were going to be lifelong friends, that, that this was my other half. Not that I believe that we're incomplete, but more, you know, the saying of other half where like me and her, like she's my person to through and through. And if I had waited and hoped that school was going to take care of me, that I just had to follow that. If I didn't, if I just waited for school to kind of like create my opportunities for me, I would never have met her and life would be very, very dull. Love you, Jen. <laughs> I didn't wait to, to quit my job, my very well-paying job at Microsoft at seven months of working there. Even though the polite thing to do is to end a job at about like the one year mark, because I really needed to like eat, pray, love style, take off and go find myself through travel. And not waiting really solidified to me that my relationship with myself is the most important. More important than being polite to one of the hundreds of teams in a very large corporation. That connection with myself because of that decision is priceless. Like I will, I. I am eternally grateful to my past self for not waiting in that moment. Finally, I didn't wait to have the money to make a large investment in myself the minute I decided that I was going to be a life coach and help people for the rest of my life. And also to get my very own coach so that I could be the best version of myself for me and for my clients and for all of you. Not waiting meant that I get to live my best self now. We are all so much more resourceful than we think. And I get to really prove that to myself of what I'm capable of figuring out by making that decision. If I had waited, then all the people whose lives have changed since working with me and are now on a radically different, beautiful path with more laughter and love and excitement wouldn't have happened. And that is, a, is worth a hundred times the price of admission for me. I wouldn't change that decision even if someone offered to return and double my investment or triple it. I don't care. No way. I will happily learn to be resourceful right now so I could be a coach and be my best self right now. I've always been like this because I really understood since I was a kid that truly the only valuable resource that we actually have is time. Like, I mean, now I realize that it's literally the only thing we can't make more of, but, but I understood this as a child because money clearly did not make my family happy, like at all. We weren't rich. You know, my family had the least amount of money among my friend group, which has been a point of insecurity for me for a long time, but that's a different podcast episode. But we were middle class, right? Like we could eat fine, we were clothed fine. Money was rarely what my parents fought about. But my parents were never, ever happy. It was never enough. They both escaped themselves in their own way, and so did I. We all lived very separate lives. No amount of money would bring us together. So I just knew since I was a kid that I was going to do things differently. I really wanted like 
a totally different future for myself than what I saw in my family. And not consciously, but I could see it in my pattern that time is always what, what I valued the most. And I think what I want more than anything is a family that I didn't have growing up. And I know that for me, valuing time and, and creating my best self as soon as possible was gonna get me that way more than valuing money. And once again, I didn't wait for the stars to align or for the perfect circumstance. When I messaged a coach, I had been lurking and I said to her, hey, can I do a consult with you? With the, with the monkey and the hand face emoji. <laughs> I had been toiling it in my head over and over about wanting to do a consult with her. I really love her energy. She has this like spice for life that I really wanted. I didn't know what to expect at all. I just knew that I wanted to see what she had to say about me. And I was thinking for a while about the about the right time to do this, right? Like getting my ducks in order. But then one day I was like, fuck it. Like I'm not somebody who waits. I know that about myself. So I messaged her and we got on a call a couple hours later. And I discovered my biggest blind spot ever. She helped me see that I have a limiting belief that I can't make money with my original art. It made everything so clear, like this unsure, ungrounded feeling that I had, this was it. I told myself that I was just drawing for fun, that this is great. And in the beginning, as I was getting into this like mindset art journey, I think that was what I needed because, you know, I had to really work on my relationship with my art, just the two of us first. Like I had to let go, I had to go to couples counseling with art and kind of have this intimate thing just the two of us for a while. And um, as I worked on that though, and we're great now, I was still telling myself that this is great. I'm, I'm drawing for fun. I'm focusing on coaching right now and I will focus on making money from my original stuff later in the future. It's one of those things where I didn't allow myself to want it because I didn't really believe I could have it. And I just completely couldn't see it, right? I just totally believed that like my, the part of my brain that's like, oh, it's okay, you know, it'll, you know maybe later. It was so eye-opening. And after the consult, I really let myself want it. It's always been a dream of mine to have a successful online store. And now, instead of waiting six months, a year, two years, I'm going to be closer to my dream life so much sooner. All because I didn't wait. Because I wanted to be shown my own mind so that I can create a new life. And of course, I hired her to help me with this dream. So don't wait, guys. If there's something you've been wanting to do, stop hoping and waiting. There is never the perfect time. The universe doesn't shift everything for you until you really want it. Until you decide that nothing is more important than your dreams. If dreams are babies and you see a parent neglecting their child saying, oh, it's not really the right time to feed this baby. You know, like I've got school, it's a busy time at work, I'm in the middle of moving, I gotta save up first, then I'll feed the baby. That baby would die and that parent would go to jail, <laughs> right? That's how dreams die. If that was your actual child, 
nothing would get in the way of you feeding that baby. Like your resourcefulness will come out of you the way like that insane strength comes out in a mother that's like saving their children from harm. This is how you need to think about your dreams, that it's your baby. And think about this, if you had a real child, right, like a real baby, would you stand up for your baby to your parents, to your significant other, to your friends, to your teachers, to strangers? Or would you be like, oh yeah, they think this baby is not worth feeding right now, it's not really a good time, so I guess, bye baby. (laughs) No, right? You're like, this is my child. Excuse you, this baby is absolutely worth feeding, no matter what anyone says. Like, I'm going to love this baby more than anyone else out there and nourish it until it grows up to to become your full-fledged dream life, right? So if you're having trouble getting to this place of passion, and in believing in yourself that you can feed your baby. So if you're having trouble getting to this place of passion and believing in yourself that you can feed your baby and to keep believing in yourself, get help. It doesn't have to be me, though of course it would be great if it was me because I'm very good at what I do and you would be in incredible hands with me. But just don't do nothing about it, right? Like, don't just neglect the baby. It gets more and more emaciated every single day. So don't wait. Your dream life is waiting for you. Have a beautiful week, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye!